uh, is a secret that I still go to H&M, the children's department, to buy T-shirt. Because the, in the children's department, the T-shirt are super cute. It's much cuter than the adult department. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Strategy Show. I'm your host, Simon Severino. This episode is brought to you by the Strategy Sprints. A strategy sprints with only one thing, strategy in sprints. Strategy is your monthly revenue, more, more reliable, more predictable. In sprints means doing it with a, a high energy so that your team has more energy and more motivation for the next sprint and the next sprint and the next sprint. Every day we try and bring the most insightful, most interesting people we can bring for you, the CEO, to learn a couple of things to be inspired to think a little bit deeper. And today we have somebody who, she is the host of the Christian CEO podcast. She has two children. She helps her clients create more impact and influence around the world. She has presented in London at the Chris Dacca Youpreneur Summit and so much more. Welcome, Kelly Bader. Thank you for having me, Simon. Hi, it's great to have you. We are going to talk about how every business at the end is a people business and how to take that seriously and leverage that, how to be bold and let your personality shine more through the armor of the roles that the CEO has, and how to focus on one thing and stay on your lane instead of diluting your attention. Super pumped. Uh, Kelly, do you want to introduce a little bit of what you do and maybe tell us one thing that is not so much known about you? Uh, well, <laughs> if it's about the fun stuff, uh, it's a secret that I still go to H&M, the children's department, to buy T-shirt. Because the, in the children's department, the T-shirts are super cute. It's much cuter than the adult department. So, uh, yeah, that's something for fun. And probably not many people know about it. I obviously don't broadcast in that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so what's the, what's the other question? And, and <laughs> <that's beautiful. laughs> I, I also do it, it. They just don't fit. So I have to uh, continue working. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the second question is more about your professional life. What are you currently creating? What's your business? At the moment, in this season of my life, I empower Christian entrepreneurs to become that Christian CEO that God has called them. And so uh, basically help them to establish them, uh, become their own blue ocean and establish for them the market of one in their industry. Beautiful. So we will unpack a lot of that, your framework of one, which is helping focus and helping bring all that energy into one point. And we will unpack that bit by bit. Do you want to make your sales more repeatable and reliable? Do you want to have less volatility and more growth in your revenue per month? At Strategy Sprints, we do only one thing, strategy and sprints. Strategy means having more revenue through a better offer. And sprints means having more energy in your team every week. Check out if your ROI is as high as it is for most service-based and online businesses and startups we work with which is over 100%. You can see it in just 15 minutes by going to strategiesprints.com sales. 
and completing our online exercise to know what your ROI would be with our accelerator program. We are ready to sprint. Are you? So first you have this thesis that at the end, whatever business you are running, you are running a people's business. Can you unpack that a little bit? I think in the time of this part, the, this episode, right, we are live and maybe later on with some people listen later, we are in the middle of COVID-19 lockdown. And I think okay, before the uh, COVID things, a lot of uh, business, they still have a luxury say, oh, you know, we probably don't have to use internet that much or uh, we don't have to interact our uh, customer or prospects that much because uh, you know they can do it the other other methods but i think after this happened it kind of just forced everybody somehow we need to still communicate uh through the internet through the social distance and that's the only way that you can really uh really have that still great connection with your tribe and clients. Um, it's be authentic. And also it doesn't matter which business you are in, you know, I don't care you are the big boss of a factory or you are, uh, uh, you know, the even you are in the online business, right? We serve people and people only want to do business with People, they are not doing business with your logos or your uh, products, right? I'm sure you have those times that you uh, you can buy pretty much the same product and you will go to the specific one is because you feel that vendor, so that business give you a more personalized service, right? And when you are willing to uh, really take a couple of steps further, that really understand that your tribe that what they what they need and what they desire then that's where you can create a win-win-win so when i say win-win-win meaning obviously when you serve them you have business you win but because you serve them so well so they can go ahead create their own ripple effects so they win and their clients or their severe influence win as well so that's why i mean the people business absolutely and what's your perspective some people say okay now every ceo should go and be a personal brand should um, show up with his personality her personality and be the face of the company because that helps connecting and serving and others say yes but it's not about the ceo it's not about her it's not about him it's about um how we serve and who we serve. So it's, it's all about the mission and uh, we shouldn't do that. What's, what's your take? How do you navigate your clients through that? Well, I would say that's a look at that question at uh, two different uh, scenario, right? Let's say even uh, as big as that's a Marriott Hotel International, right? They have thousands of hotels. But you can see nowadays the CEO of Marriott Hotel, he is, you know, very often writing or going on in the LinkedIn. Because even in the big company that it's not about this CEO that he show up his face. It's we have to remember whom he is serving. He actually had two different clients. 
he had the hotel guests as his client, but he also had internal clients. That means his team. So when he willing to show up, actually that culture will be instilled from up to down. So it's not just about, oh, we just want to see the CEO's face. It's because the culture building for the whole organization. And if you are a small business owner or that us, like a micro business, meaning we have a team of maybe five people or up to that, say, 50, 100 people, you're a small business. For the more, right, it's, you really don't have excuse. You have to show up and to uh, connect with your people. I'm sure you have the experience of, let's say you go to a wonderful restaurant, sit down and eat. And in the middle of it or in the dessert time, if the chef came out from kitchen or the owner and come to table, just spend a less than a minute with you, say hi, say hello, how make you feel? And that's exactly why I think nowadays, back to the first question even, people to people, there is no way around anymore that we need to you know, there to step out and to show our personality and connection with our, uh, with our clients. Beautiful. You are based in Zurich and yeah. your clients are around the globe. How did you cope with this COVID situation? I think my business actually, while other people decrease, mine increase uh, because of I have the virtual business since 2004. And uh, that means I meet clients most of the time is like this. It's via Zoom and in the old days Skype. And of course, when the time that we could all go to attend the live events and conferences, that's where we're excited to get to meet our people in person. And so for me personally, in this situation, actually, I got busier uh, because a whole lot more people want to learn how to present themselves through the you know, internet, in this case, through the Zoom, the virtual conference way, uh, still can create a connection, attract the right clients to their business. Absolutely. Do you have a remote team or do you, or are you a solopreneur? How do you manage that? I do have remote teams. Uh, my team is also kind of scattered places. But, uh, you know, when you grow your business, come to a level, you know, you have the tasks and things you want to, you know, outsource out in order to get productive. For example, let's say I have a podcast, as uh, you mentioned. So the after, from the moment to get the guest, influencer guest into all the way to the post production after record and then we have to create repurpose content and stuff like that there is a process of at least i think 20 something steps so if i gotta do that by myself i will be wasting the time in order to get the one episode done right uh i'm doing the disservice for my own tribe so but i might have the team they can uh, create all those things so i have a remote team Absolutely. Many um, ask us, I have started my podcast, but now in year two, in year three, I don't know if I should continue. 
um, it's it's a lot of work. It could maybe it's a distraction, or or how do I know that I'm having impact, and uh, how can I get some loops in to see that I am really changing the lives of people? What what was your experience? Because you are now uh, running your podcast many years and with great success. Should they? How can they see if they have impact? When should they quit? At which sign? Or when should they keep going? At which sign? Sam, you ask a lot of question in one question, right? <laughs> so I think uh, we need to go back to the root of first of all, why did you even start a podcast? I know that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially new ones. Uh, they saw that, oh, it's cool that it seems all the cool people, they all have podcasts uh, or all have a YouTube channel. So that means it's a must. So I'm just going to hop in to do one. Don't create content for create content's sake. You need to create content for goal, okay? On the top of why, I don't want to get too deep about the psychology about why. Obviously, you need to, that's a fundamental. You need to have why and really understand that to get started. But that just stay for the business benefit. Before you create any content, you actually should work backwards. Meaning, uh, whatever you have your paid programs, services, you already know. Then you... From there, you dissect what kind of kind of uh, uh, content in bite-sized that will benefit the audience that they they will benefit they will be benefit them and you will be able to serve them. It's a little bit like if you go to uh, I know in America it's Costco, but in every country you have a different thing. Let's say if you go to a store, grocery store, sometimes they give you a sample to taste. And then if you like it, they, you buy a big box, right? You need to see your free content out there as that buy size thing, the sample. The goal is to lead them toward to your paid program. Of course, before that, you better know who you serving, and based on that to create a program and then work all the way backwards. You, if you work this way backwards, and then in the podcast case, you need to have a call to action in the episode. Let's say in the end of the episode, say, if you like this episode, this is a part of our XYZ program, or for your convenience, I have created a cheat sheet or workbook for you. So make sure go to simon.com forward slash 001 and go there to get your download. Because if you don't get the viewers or listeners, no matter YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, iTunes, if you don't get them to your email list, you are playing on rented lands because you don't own any of those social media platforms, you will never know what people's reaction. For once in a while, maybe people give you a review or feedback, but that's it. But that is not worth for all your hard work. You have to get the people, get to your email list, and from there, you can then further build relationship with them and towards to the goal to your pay programs. Because... It's not about the money, though, I want to make clear. 
in the business sphere of influence, I always say the true transformation only happens after transaction. If they, meaning if they don't buy your program, assume your program is really good. There's no way you can serve them in a deeper level. That means they will not get the transformation that you are called to contribute. So I hope this answers the question. Absolutely. We all know that working in sprints is better, but how do we know what we should work on? You're in luck because we have a 15 minute exercise that will give you complete clarity on where to take your project next. Go to strategiesprints.com slash sales to complete our short exercise and meet one-on-one with an expert sprint coach to identify your number one bottleneck. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Strategy Show. Make sure to like this video below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with every episode of The Strategy Show. Get daily CEO tips from CEOs for CEOs.